everybody. This is AJ Capasso here. You are watching another episode of Talking with the Source. I'm here with my two best friends. Please introduce yourselves. Go ahead, Robin. Robin from Hafern Paranormal, or as AJ likes it, it's Robin from Hafern Paranormal. <laughs> I'm talking with the source. Dude, he, yo, he turned around in a chair last week, right? And he had a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't add him to the screen quick enough because I didn't know he was going to do it. But anyway, too funny. John, go ahead. Yeah, hey, everybody. Uh, Jonathan Keyworth, uh, JK47 Paranormal. Uh, also a uh, host of uh, Targeting with uh, JK47. Uh, I'll send the link in the uh, comments if you want to join yeah. the group. Uh, um, I got a big session planned for July 20th. I'm going to try to communicate with Bruce Lee, so... That was the day he died. So we'll see if that works. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, we have an awesome guest tonight. I want to like bring him forward real quick. I mean, real quick though, let's let's just shout out one thing, man, because I'm super excited about this coming October. Um, if you guys haven't heard, all the viewers, www.globalghosthunt.com. If you have a team or you are a researcher and you want to sign up and be a part of a global event where teams get together and we stream them live on multiple platforms um, for the whole world to watch. And it's basically live investigations at your choice of a haunted location of your choice, obviously, like I said. And um, it's going to be absolutely awesome. We had one in May and now we're going to have one in October. Um, it's going to be a yearly thing. So please come and join us. We have some amazing teams, amazing locations. Um, that are a part of it. And uh, like I said, go to www.globalghosthunt.com. But Robin, introduce our guest. He is a member of the Warren Foundation, uh, Ed and the Rain Warren's Foundation. Uh, all round nice guy, Bill Slevin. Awesome. Let's bring him forward. Hello, hey. Bill. How you doing? Good. How you been? Good, good. Thank you for having me on. And he lives in Florida, which is a bonus. <laughs> good and bad. <laughs> well, Bill, the first thing I want to start off with is something that we always kind of start off with. Um, gives us a little background to everybody. But how did you get into the paranormal? What you know pulled you forward into this field? Well, I started. I've been doing this, actually investigating for about thirty-five years. Um, when I was young, I, you know, like we always say, it's, it wasn't on TV. It, we didn't have TV shows. We didn't have internet back then. So it wasn't talked about a lot. Um, I had some of my own experiences that I didn't know what they were. I was raised in a Catholic family and, you know, you didn't talk about that too much. Everybody would think you were crazy or you were, you know, uh, trying to, uh, contact the devil or something, <laughs> you know, they weren't, they weren't real too, too, you know, keen on it, but, yeah. um, I'm, I'm an empath. And back then I didn't know what that was. So I knew I would go places and I'd have strange feelings. I'd feel energy. I'd feel emotions, but I didn't know what it was and why I was experiencing them kind of made me go and look and research. I would go to the libraries, find every book I could find, find anything I could, you know, research, trying to find people who did this was real tough back then. That's why it yeah. wasn't until 1989, I think it was, when I was able to go on an actual investigation. I mean, I went out on my own to, like, cemeteries and any abandoned places you could find or something that I could try to do some research, you know. But, like I said, it was the experiences I had that kind of 
kept me going forward and trying to learn about it. I, I, I wasn't just like, oh, I want to go find a ghost. I wanted to learn, you know, what was real, why it was real, why was, why was I experiencing this, what did I actually see? And that's what it kind of led me up until I went on my first investigation, which totally, you know, an actual residential, which kind of changed my whole perspective of everything and, and took me on a completely different path with the residential cases. That's how I started. I, I just dove in, took a case, and, and by myself. <laughs> and the first one, man, was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it, like it smelled like rotting meat. I knew something was there, so I just I fought it, like with what I what I, what I studied and learned, and what AJ helped me out with, and you know, it, it was interesting. So <laughs> you know what, though, you know what, it's actually amazing to think of what it was actually like for Bell at the start because. When we, well, I mean, speaking for me anyway, and probably you two as well, when we get into this, the paranormal was already a thing. Whereas, you know, yeah. we, I, I know that when I was a kid, if you were to like say to your parents or whatever, you know, oh, I, I've seen a ghost, they'd be like, yeah, go and play, just just go and play. You know, they want to know. So what it was like trying to get into it back then when it wasn't recognized oh, must have yeah, been yeah. really, really hard because we stepped into it now when it's something that's recognized and everybody's, you know, watching it or following it or whatever. So it's it's a lot easier to, to do it at the minute. But right. back then it must have been really hard. Yeah, let me let me tell you, even now when I'm at conventions and I'm doing lectures at schools and libraries and everything, sometimes my parents will show up if it's local and then they're, you know, they're watching and they come to me afterwards, when the hell did you do that? <laughs> you know, I said like, I didn't know what I was doing because I couldn't yeah. really talk about it much. You know, it, yeah. it was yeah, it was, it was definitely tough, and it wasn't a there wasn't a lot out there. You know, you, there wasn't that much to research. There wasn't that much on you know on TV. What did you have? Movies every once in a while. You didn't. You know, you had little things, but nothing, nothing to not nothing like now. Now it's out in the forefront. You know, it's and that's good and bad. I mean. <laughs> Let me ask you. No, you're right. It is. You're you're right. It is good and good and bad. Um, one thing I was gonna ask you was, doesn't wasn't the real craze of paranormal when it really kicked, like started to kind of start kicking into the mainstream was when The Exorcist kind of came out. Wasn't that like yeah. a big time for this this field? When like yeah, they called it this. That movie like destroyed everybody, and you know everybody was like everybody. I mean, not, not that the world accepted it right away, but you know it took time. But yeah. do you think that was? Do you think that was kind of a turning point, maybe? Yeah, it's it was the the start of that whole satanic panic thing that was going on. Where <clears throat> once they saw that, it, it was it wasn't like a uh, a movie like a like a Friday the Thirteenth or something because you know it wasn't a monster. It was something yeah. that that was very real, and it, it I think it totally took people by surprise. You know, yeah. it's funny. I, I grew up on horror movies. I love horror movies. I was never scared of stuff when I was a kid. The only thing that ever scared me was The Exorcist. And go figure now I'm doing this. I don't know how it led to that, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah, no, it was, it was definitely, um, it was very different back then, you know? Um, but that was definitely, I think one of the big starts of it, you know, between that and the Amityville horror and all that, it was a big, you know, it, it started that whole craze that people didn't know what was going on. And because it wasn't on TV and people weren't talking about it, no one really knew what was real, what wasn't, and, and what to think, you know. It's like yeah. now, even with the TV shows, everybody watches the TV shows, and every sound in their house they think is something, you know. Yeah. And everybody as well. A lot of them movies that you were talking about were all released roughly around the same time, you know, within a couple of months or whatever of each other. So 
they all sort of they all really started a craze in a way really didn't they <laughs> yeah yeah the exorcist was a big one because people went in and i mean there was they said there was people that's my wife by the way <laughs> there's people um uh, that were passing out in the theaters and were running out of the theater screaming because even though if you watch it now, it's like, okay, that's not, not that bad. Yeah. But, you know, back then it wasn't about the effects and the stuff. It was about the, the, the subject matter of what was going on, you know, yeah. and it was definitely very unknown back then. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I feel like every horror movie that comes out, like, you know, that beginning time when you first see it, like, you know, it's it's new to you, you know, especially if it's a new kind of way they, you know, made it a new perception on, on the whole, you know, horror side. Then, like, yeah. you know, like, like, say for like Saw, when that came out, it was a huge hit that they kept doing for years and ruined. <laughs> and then <laughs> the other ones they kept doing and ruined. But, you know, you know what I mean? But um, yeah. what I wanted to ask you was, when did you form your team? And can you tell us a little bit about your team? Yeah, so I'm, I'm originally from New Jersey. So I, I had been on and off teams in New Jersey. And when I moved to Florida about 23 years ago, I kind of got tired of dealing with team drama <laughs> um, yeah. and, and just dealing with some people that really, not saying that I know everything because I don't, but no. when you deal with people who are doing things that are putting people in harm's way, you know, provoking um, telling clients things they shouldn't be telling them. I, I had to get away from it. I think it was about 2013 or 14. I actually formed the team, got the name, started with a couple friends of mine here, and then they moved out of Florida, and I kind of regrouped. I was on my own for a little bit. I used to consult with other teams. Uh, and then about, two I think it was 2015, I started putting together some people, and I'm very particular uh, I, I handpick people and, you know, people I don't take, it's not anything personal against them. It's just, I just kind of go on my gut, you know, because since we do so many residentials, I mean, I loved going out and doing public stuff and everything too, but since we do so many residentials, I got to take people into clients' homes and I need teaching. I don't care if you have one day of experience or 30 years, I could teach you how to investigate, but I can't teach you how to be compassionate and and you know knowing how because we go in and we do we're, we're very scientific and we're we're i know a lot about um psychiatric illness and addiction because i'm an it director during the day so i'm a technology expert but uh for about 30 years now but the last 10 years i i'm a it director at a psychiatric drug and alcohol treatment facility oh, and wow. although i'm it I still interact with the patients and I've been around the, the doctor, the psychiatrist who runs the place. I've been to all his lectures that he does and everything. I've learned a lot and it helps me a lot in determining what is real, what isn't. And, and sometimes it can be both, you know, but yeah. a lot of times we deal with psychiatric illness and addiction and everything else you could think of, you know? So I had to handpick the team little by little of people. I thought that were a right fit, you know, no matter how much experience I have. And I used to keep a very small team until about <clears throat> maybe a year ago. Um, and I opened it up a bit. So we have about 15 people throughout Florida in the Tampa mm -hmm. area, West Palm, uh, down by me in Broward and also down in Miami. Um, we also have a team now in Georgia, a team in Nebraska. And I have a girl that runs a team over in Italy, Greece, and the UK when she goes back and forth between them. Oh, wow. So we branched out a little bit. <laughs> just a little. Just, just, just a, little. a little. But yeah, all, all, 
quick question, though. I, I want to sort of tie in with what Bill was saying. I want to ask it before I forget, right? Sure. Do you, do you think people that have, like, addictions to certain things or people who who suffer with, uh, like, psychiatric stuff, do you think they're more susceptible to, like, yeah. being the paranormal or, or, or see things? Or do, do you think they're more, because of their their whole mannerism, their whole lifestyle and stuff because of what they what they're going through do you think they're more susceptible to the paranormal i believe so in, in my experiences i mean not everybody that has an addiction or or an illness is it has something with them also but but i've noticed that more often they're they open themselves up you know if they're they have an addiction to something it's kind of opening their mind up you know if they have an illness it's opening their mind up and things that come in are looking for people what do they do like like let's say demonic which you know is rare (laughs) but it's there and what do they do they look to break somebody and oppress them you know to be able to take them over somebody who has an illness or an addiction is already oppressed it's they're easier to kind of take over and manipulate a little bit and convince them you know but then again on the other side of it it's I, I really encourage people to learn about that stuff, because if you're doing residential cases and you go into a home and let's say you encounter somebody that's maybe schizophrenic and you don't know it because maybe they didn't tell you or maybe they don't even know it yet. But they're telling you things. What are they telling you? I hear voices. I'm seeing things and everything that sounds like a haunting. And if you don't know any better and you t- go in and your mindset is, oh, it's definitely a ghost now. And, you know, maybe you get some weird reactions to your equipment or whatever. And you go and tell this person who has schizophrenia that they have a ghost in the house. You're going to seriously damage them (laughs) because, you know, saging and cleansing or whatever you're going to do isn't going to take away their illness. And they're still going to hear them. And now they're going to think it's something evil. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, my father, he had schizophrenia. I mean, he was a very functional person. You would never know he had it. But we'd be yeah. sitting there at nighttime in his house and like all of a sudden he would just turn to me like straight face and he'd be like, you don't see this dog sitting right next to me? Just wagging his tail like you don't see him like and he's like, is it not there? Is like, am I, is it there a dog there? I'm like, dad, we don't have a dog. You know that. He's like, I know. He's like, but I just want to know if this is my schizophrenia or what's going on. And then he would see guys. I would see him turn his head real quick as we're watching TV and he would see somebody. I'd be like, dad, what'd you just see? Like, tell me the truth. He'd be like, I just saw a guy walk in the kitchen, stop, look at me, turn and walk through the wall. And I was like, see, and now, now that makes me wonder though. It's like, I understand mental illness, but right. can these people really be seeing something? And we, we diagnose it as just a mental health issue. Like what is mental health issues really aren't just mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm always yeah, like, what if what if one part of their brain is more active than like a normal person, you know, and maybe it is, you know, connected to the, yeah. the third eye, you know, that's like autistic people. you know, they're very smart and you would never, you know, people think of them as a disability, but I think they're the most smartest people in the world. Yeah, you know? yeah, they, absolutely. And I mean, that's the thing with mental illness. I mean, you don't we don't know 100 percent, you know, we always we always um, tell people to to go get a psychiatric evaluation, get medical evaluations, get everything tested and checked. Because even if you have something wrong with you, getting on the proper medication and everything can, can bring you, you know, somewhat stable so that we can see what else is going on. 
because sometimes oh, yeah. it is very hard to determine. And what can, how many times have you heard people say, I had a traumatic experience or, or a traumatic accident, and then all of a sudden their third eye was open and they had abilities that they never had before. So what's to say it can't happen from, from an illness all of a sudden kicking in? Because some people don't have this illness until a certain age, and all of a sudden it, something just activates it. Yeah, you know, I was just saying, um, schizophrenia is based on trauma. So it's like, just yeah. like you said, an accident, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're, you're absolutely right. And it just makes you wonder, you know, like, I'm not saying I'm not, you know, saying or downgrading mental illness because I suffer from yeah. mental illness myself. But the thing is, you know, it just makes you wonder. It's like if my dad's seeing what he's telling me he's seeing, it makes me wonder, like, you know, could it really be a spirit that he actually just saw walk through that wall? You know what I mean? Or is this sure. a dog spirit that was like sitting here <laughs> wagging? Yeah. No, like I have no clue, yeah. you know, but he, he actually says he physically sees these people. And that would, that would scare the crap out of me. I mean, I don't know how he stayed straight face, but I would have been crapping myself, man, to be honest. Right. <laughs> Someone in my house, <laughs> well, my door locked, you know? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, like, again, I've been doing this 35 years, so I've encountered things. I, you know, I'm not a psychic. Uh, you know, I've never even attempted to open myself up like that. I, I probably, I don't know what would happen if I did. I, I have the empath abilities with certain things. Like I could feel energy. I could feel emotions. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've seen things that were crazy, but never really frightened me except when, you know, I've studied demonology for a long time and I'm called into some cases and stuff. That stuff is frightening. That's a total different level, <laughs> you know, dude, and it's frightening. Let me know. I'll go, dude. I, I love taking that <laughs> crap out. <laughs> but it, well, that stuff is frightening. I mean, yeah. Tell us, what was the most frightening one you saw? Like, what was the experience you had? Well, I'll give you an example. When we were talking before and I said I was so excited and it was 1989, I somebody I knew knew somebody and they needed an extra guy. They were going on a residential case. It was the first time I'm ever going on a residential case. I, I was so thrilled to go and, and check this out. I didn't want to go on my own just because at that point I wanted somebody who had been doing it a little bit before me. Yeah. So, you know, I don't yeah. want to go in and, and do something wrong. Um, and I went in with these guys and uh, you know, I'll do the short version. Really. It's all I knew is that they heard, they hadn't been to the house yet. They, they talked to the lady. She was, frightened out of her mind she was experiencing things flying around the house and you know she heard things saw things and you know i, I was just i was like like <laughs> you were saying up there i was excited to go at first yeah. um we got there we walked in the front door and the three of us ran right back out of the house like nauseous we we're on the front lawn we, we didn't smell anything but something yeah. made us nauseous so right away though my head was going to like you know, is it gas? Is it um, uh, uh, carbon monoxide? Is some, something weird? Because I always try to go for natural causes first. Course, Eliminate yeah. them, then, you, you know, you're good. But um, we kind of gathered ourselves, went back in. And, you know, back then it was different. We didn't have all the equipment we had now. We had recorders and they had like big shoulder cameras. And, you yeah. know, and uh, we, we walked in the house and we weren't even in there. I don't know, five, ten minutes in the in the living room about to start getting set up. Lights were off. All of a sudden, the guy next to me, he screamed through his camera, lens first to the floor. You know, we, we hit the lights and uh, he was like pulling at his shirt and going crazy. And he ripped his shirt off and he had three scratch marks from his neck to his spine that were like razor blades. They were bleeding. He was completely freaking out. And like I tell people, I didn't know these people well. If it was nowadays, 
I would have never believed it, to be honest with you. I would have said they're setting this up. They're looking for fame. They're trying to get something, you know, get on YouTube. You know. But this was 1989. This yeah. was never talked about. You know, well, yeah. this guy was fear out of his mind. I mean, he couldn't see what was going on. We got him to a mirror so he could see and he totally freaked out, you know, and it was later on learning about demonology that the stuff started adding up to me because when they say, you know, this is how many people you encounter say, Oh, I woke up and I have scratches on me, you know, but they look like, you know, you scratch it with your fingernail by accident in the middle of the night or your cat got you or something. These were like razor blades. And it wasn't until later on that I learned that when a, a, a demon attacks, they hit you with a, like a razor blade. The scratches are like razor blades. They're not like wide scratches. Um, mm. There was stuff that she was saying that she heard knocks three times, all kind of things like that, that I didn't know about back then. But yeah. I will tell you this. I, unfortunately, once we got out, we got right out of there um, and they went to get clergy involved, but because it wasn't my team and then their other member was, you know, wasn't sick anymore. And he went back with them. I wasn't there for the final part of that, but I do know that they brought uh, a priest in that did a minor rite of exorcism on the home. Wow. And as far as I knew, it cleared everything out and, and it was good. But that was like kind of like my turning point because a lot of people would have honestly run for their lives after that and probably yeah. would have never went back, you know. But honestly, I had a million questions after that because oh, I was yeah. so confused. Like, why did it attack him? Why didn't it attack me or, or the other guy? Why didn't it attack her all this time? Because she had never been attacked. The lady that was living there was an old lady. So it brought a million questions to my mind and kind of made me realize this was like my calling of what I needed to do is help people, you know? So, yeah. you know, but as I've had other demonic cases, which are, you know, like I said before, are kind of rare, but the ones I've been on, I, I, you, they're frightening because you never know what's going to happen. It's not like, a normal haunting where you go in and you may hear something, you may see something move. You may, something yeah. may disappear, you know, the, the basic things you may smell something, whatever. But with this, after I saw him attacked, you never know what was going to happen. You know, I've been knocked to the floor. I've been, you know, I it, it's, it, it's, you just don't know. And honestly, it is frightening. I, I don't want to say I'm excited to go when I get called into a case like that. I'm excited because mm. I want to help the people, but yeah. It's catch the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh it, it's definitely different. <laughs> yeah. See, no, on that on that note, though, Bill, if I can ask you, right? Sure. I mean, I've been I've been in in situations before where I've been pushed. You know, I mean, I've been pushed. I felt the hand on my shoulder. There's been nobody there, and I've been pushed nearly to the ground. You know, I've had things thrown at me. I've been hit. You know, what I mean, but right. that that just wouldn't be any normal spirit that's trying to get your attention. That would be. That would be. I mean, obviously, it could be a bad-tempered one, but I'm not saying it's gonna it's gonna go into the the demonic sort. But there's obviously something not right when when the 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 spirit that's there is literally trying to hurt you rather than right. just get your attention. That's yeah. that's where like the gray area is, and, and yeah. it's, it's nobody fully understands it because most of the time, as most people know, spirits they're not really there to harm you. You know, most of the stuff where they knock something off or they make a noise, they're kind of letting you know, Hey, I'm here. They could be saying, what, what are you doing in my house? They could have lived there a hundred years ago. You yeah. know, they're not really, I, I've never experienced <clears throat> them much there to harm people, but I have been in places, like you said, where I have been knocked down and pushed and it, 
it was never turned out to be anything demonic. So is it a really, <clears throat> sorry, is there a really angry person that died? You know, I mean, like they say, if, if somebody was, you know, a cranky old person in life, they're going to be probably even more cranky in death. <laughs> mm. so, yeah, if someone, was a, if someone was a murderer in life, then they're going to still have that intention and death, although they're not going to be able to carry through with right. it. You know what I mean? Right, see, right. I, had, I had this experience, though, right, at the cemetery where this spirit basically, um, through the spirit box, basically, like, was watching me from behind, and the spirits were saying through the spirit box how this guy was a bad guy. He was a robber from their time. It was a 1600s graveyard um, where I live and um, in Durham, Connecticut. And it's, it's very active when you go to spirit box and it's, it's really cool to hear, but this spirit basically was kind of like a guardian almost like trying to be a guardian, wondering why I was there, if my intentions were good or not. And right. it actually followed me home and caused some psychological like attack you know, kind of towards me just for right. a little while, not crazy, but it was almost yeah. like a warning. So I'm wondering like that gray area where it's like, yeah, something that's very negative energy that's really can hurt you, which I've experienced one time. And then you get the, either the asshole spirit, excuse my language, or you get the, you know, guardian spirits, which seems in that they just, it's almost like they just want to check you and see like, right. are you there for the right reason or if you're not, this is what, you know, you get a little consequence or a slap. You know what I mean? It's like, it's weird. Yeah. It's a very weird situation. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this, it's, I've been pushed on a demonic case and I've been pushed on just, you know, even in a place, in, in a public place. Um, and it, it is a little different. I mean, I, I was pushed one time to the floor, just like they pushed me and I kind of lost my balance and I, and I went down, you know, but yeah. the, the t one time I in a demonic case where I was pushed, I literally felt like, Somebody punched me in the chest, knocked me to the floor, and I went about five feet back. It was a little different, you know. Um, but yeah, there's it's there's that level of you, you don't understand what it is. I mean, I had an issue back in last October where, again, for me, I, I usually keep myself very protected and everything. But every once in a while, something happens. Um, people always say attachments. It it can be an attachment or or something very negative can put its negative energy on you and oh, kind yeah. of give you the same type of thing as an attachment so like we were at um i don't know if you ever heard of a place in west palm called the riddle house um yes. yeah so the riddle house i've been to many many times i, I work with a team uh, up here they're a great team called war party paranormal and they get access to the the riddle house and th there's a thing called yesteryear village in west palm it's on the the fairgrounds it's like I want to say maybe 15 houses that are were placed there. They were um, the oldest houses in West Palm, and they all have like a history. One is like the old Bell South house. One is um, it's called the Pineapple House. They're, and they were all kind of uprooted and put there as um, like museums, you know. So you could go there during the day and tour them and whatever. But every once in a while, they do ghost tours at night through them, through the Riddle House, because, you know, ghost adventures were at the Riddle House, and it became real popular. So, yeah. um, one of the, one of the cool things that I've experienced with war party is they'll get private nights where they could bring their team in and, and they ask me a lot to go with them. And, uh, I've been to the riddle house many times. The attic is where the guy Joseph supposedly hung himself. And that was the whole story behind that. Yeah. The thing was, normally they don't have the attic open at all for anybody 
because there's a lot of storage up there and it's it's a tight quarters and it's just they don't it's too dangerous you know it's a real steep stairway going up so when i went there this one night they were already up there they had opened the attic for them and they were all up there doing evps up in the attic so i went up i sat with them and first we got one of the strangest evps i've ever heard ever because they were asking a question we're all using our recorders and the one guy uh, i think it was joe he he said he was directing it toward me he goes all right so what i want you to do is this guy's never been up in the attic before and he's got a new device uh so what i want you to do is talk directly to him right and everybody hit the recorders you know at the beginning everybody played it back mine you know a lot of little static here and there nothing much one guy played it back and the voice actually talked over Joe asking the question and it was clear as day. And it said, he's dead. So everybody was freaking out. (laughs) We were going back and forth with this thing. It wasn't even a question of nobody, you know, somebody not hearing what it said. It was so clear. One of the clearest ones I've ever heard. So, you know, I kind of laughed it off. I'm used to this. You know, I was a little nervous walking down those steep stairs. (laughs) You know, I gave everybody my equipment. I was holding on the railing because I, I, you know, I don't need to be pushed down the stairs. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, that that worried me. Um, It was, I mean, really, it was like a a staircase like this. And it was like, you know, this wide. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. From doing this, from doing this work, anytime I'm at the top of a staircase, I literally try to like kind of start running down it because literally I have that feeling like something's gonna push me or something, you know. It's That's what I was worried about. about. Jeff uh, Jeff Slatcher said he has a photo of a negative orb um, that he wants to know if uh, he could send to have an examined or whatever. Now, my personal opinion, I don't really do the whole orb thing. Yeah, well, um, let me. What's your opinion me, on it? Let me quickly explain that to you. So Jeff okay. is one of uh, uh, he's a, a regional director for the Warren Foundation and part of the management team with me. And Jeff likes to come in and, and talk about orbs because he knows my feeling. I go out there. <laughs> he's just being a I, I was waiting for him. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I educate people all the time on orbs. Um, and it is one of the big subjects for me uh, about dust and and pollen and you know everything i've seen three true spirit orbs in my life three um two of them were on demonic cases (laughs) there he goes two two of them (laughs) two of them were on demonic cases and and one was in just a regular case and i try to explain to people it's something very very different it is nothing like these things you see on on cameras and now look can something maybe be something sure we we don't know everything you know what i mean but i don't consider it even a possibility if i can explain it and i know a lot about photography i know a lot about electronics and i know how the stuff is produced you know a true orb like i tell people is an actual ball (laughs) an actual (laughs) ball of energy that is supposed to be a spirit trying to manifest itself And the one I saw on a demonic case, which literally you can feel the energy being pulled out of the room. Your hair will stand up on your arms and you can feel the energy. Even if you're not an empath, you can feel it moving in the room, coming from everything. And all of a sudden this thing formed and was about this big and it slowly kept growing until it was about this size. Right. And it was a 3D ball of energy. It was producing its own light like you know, it, it was it was almost like looking at a little mini sun. It had like little flares coming off of it. 
moved extremely intelligently. It's completely different from what anybody sees on these audio, these video. I've been doing this 35 years. I know people 40, 45 years have never seen one. I know I don't know anybody who has absolutely captured what they know to be an orb on film. I wish I, I wish I could say that, but you guys all know the best evidence is never captured. <laughs> I mean, you, you could get some good stuff, but some of the stuff that happens sometimes, it's like, why was that not captured? The yeah, one that, that, that's why I don't trust like a lot of these videos. I'm like, well, why don't you go live? You know, do it live. Yeah. And, and then you can prove to people that you were live, even though it's recorded. You can say, no, right. I was live yeah. at this time. You know, yeah. what I saw was what you're seeing. <laughs> right. And I tell people, first of all, you'll see it with your eyes. It's not it's not something you see on camera. The things you see on camera, you don't see them with your eyes because you can't see them because it's reflecting the infrared light from the cameras, which you can't see. You know, um, and I, I don't do it to discredit anybody or to, you know, take I, I don't do it like that i try to educate them i'm in a lot of facebook groups and i talk about this all the time and i try to um i'm very 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 um nice to the people i don't laugh at them you know <laughs> even my wife tries to convince <laughs> yeah. me with a picture she has and, know. Uh, you know and i'm not again i'm not trying to discredit anybody but i try to educate them because this way when you capture something you'll know a little more of what to look for you know, uh, so again, yeah. could, could hey, something I have to ask you? I have to yeah. ask you, Bill, when you're in these groups, do you ever get kind of like annoyed when you see someone just put up a picture of like something random, like their backyard and be like, do you feel anything? Yes. Do I feel anything? <laughs> really? Like, look, I have some great people on my team that can, yeah. I can't do a picture like that. I can't do anything like that, but, yeah. The problem they have is, yeah, one, yeah, there's always, they just take a <laughs> random picture. Can you feel anything? Well, I mean, I don't know what you're looking for, but right, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is the problem is you post that in a group and you're going to get probably a good 50 people that are going to come in and tell you the most ridiculous things you've ever heard. Oh yes. That's your grandmother. She was coming through, you know, uh, and, and they need to stop that. You know, there are psychics and then there are, a lot of fakes, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, okay, wait, he has a serious question now. <laughs> yeah, he has a serious question. He says, has scientists ever tried to reproduce an actual energy or, or come up with an explanation as to what it could be taking the photography aspect out of it? Good question, because if orbs are energy, then surely science would be able to reproduce them for camera. So you would know exactly what an energy orb compared to a particle of dust or whatever would be like right yeah but well, i've seen the lightning know. balls like on tv I, I yeah seen they, they do they do do energy masses but i don't know if anybody's ever tried it to try to because again the the problem with i i don't know i mean scientists you know the problem with that would be is if they did something to rig something up that could pull energy into a ball which i'm sure they have you know yeah. i'm sure somewhere they've done that but Still, how would that compare to an actual spirit pulling the energy from the room? I don't know if it would be the same thing. I don't know how it would look. I, I, I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of it, um, stuff they've done in parapsychology with things, but never a scientist trying to pull an energy ball, you know, not yeah. that I know of. I mean, well, you know, it's into really like wrong. quantum physics. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, look, really deep I, stuff. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm I'm working on my PhD in parapsychology and metaphysical humanistic science, and I'm in stages of it where we're we're learning you know quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and it's all just insane crazy stuff. I would have to think they've tried that, but I've never seen anything on it. Yeah. Um. I like see. I wanted to ask you something now. Light anomalies, right? That we capture. Um. I always had this theory that these light anomalies that we capture, especially the ones that are very intelligent, have a very unique shape to them, kind of morph almost like an ectoplasm type looking thing. Um, I have a, like, I just had this theory that that is our consciousness energy, either a part of it or whatever that is the spirit or spirits traveling. Like whether they're, you know, like, you know, I always get this thing through the spirit box where they say they're floating. They're not walking. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right wonder like you know is that light anomaly the consciousness energy of these beings or of these spirits of us human spirits and we can manifest into this physical world but you know it's not always easy for us to fully come into this physical world by vibration you know right yeah it's it's possible it's tough with light anomalies you know it It really is is because some of them you know i want to jump right to you know, the lens flares and the lighting and the things, because we know what it can do. But when you see some things sometimes that really are hard to explain or hard to say, okay, it came from this light source over here, or it was a, you know, a a shutter speed issue or or something like that. You know what I mean? When you see something that doesn't really fit all those, there's a million questions. Like you said, is, is it something like that? Is it, is it something that our own energy is manifesting? You know, yeah. there's, there's so yeah. many different things that it's, it's it is hard to tell. See, that's what I'm saying, because, I, you know, I have like the, another thing is like, uh, you know, when we have deep thought. Right. I always said that that energy goes somewhere. We don't just stop. And that energy just stops. That energy goes somewhere. So I'm wondering if, they, right. you know, like the law of attraction, like we really are like quantum mechanics says positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative. We literally are attracting whatever, you know, you know, whatever it is, positive or negative into our into our reality by whatever you know like by making that vibration so vibrate into our reality however it does it but manifesting into our reality right right and and, you know yeah oh i'm sorry no no go ahead ahead. no i was just gonna say aj is like when i the the suzanne morphew sessions that i did where that that light came down twice and it's never done that since it's never done it before it was only when i was talking to her that it that yeah happened. it was real weird yeah that's the kind of stuff that this kind of stuff bill was talking about like you sometimes get these things that are just you know out there right bill you know yeah there, there's some that definitely is very very hard to explain i try i try every way possible you know because i like to research you know and i i try to go against you know go with everything i know and and try to figure it out but sometimes yeah sometimes there's there's no way i mean energy people some people don't realize how energy is you know i mean in parapsychology you know they did studies where they've actually done a lot of research that has shown poltergeist a lot of poltergeist activity is caused by teenagers in the home especially females their energy shift during puberty is so strong that it causes things to move in the house i told you they were crazy Oh, sorry. Hey, you haven't had puberty yet, though. (laughs) But but with that, 
it, it's it's a, it's like a big negative energy. And then what happens is what happens at that point? The teenager starts fighting with the parents. The negative energy starts building in the house and it makes it stronger and stronger. And, you know, it, there's so there's so much out there about energy we don't know about. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, I, just that just studying that myself, like I love that kind of stuff, man. I, you know, it's so great to hear you in the parapsychology stuff, because I've been really yeah. debating myself, like trying to go get into that. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you is you said before you were an empath. Now, I'm an empath myself. I wasn't an empath. Till I had my near death experience. That's when this whole paranormal journey started for me, like ten year, almost 10 years ago now. And right. um, I was wondering, do you get affected by say people if you don't protect yourself like energy wise like can you walk into a room and feel someone's energy or feel the room's energy and stuff like that because i had this problem where i have to protect myself because someone's energy can really screw me up yeah and, and this is one where my wife will probably chime in and yell at me i probably in, in a regular day thing i probably don't protect myself as much you know as i should um that's where she yells at me all the time she's not into the actual paranormal ghost hunting side of it she's into energy yeah. and feng shui and all that stuff and she yeah, knows yeah. she works with energy healing and stuff so she knows a lot about that but yeah. um but which i think is the basis of it you yeah know? yeah no absolutely and the thing is since i had this from when i was so young and i never realized what it was even when i was little i'd go to like a a family party you know and i would get energy from the people you know alive also not just dead <laughs> and um yeah and and I didn't know what it was. I would just all of a sudden feel like depressed or I, I, I would, I would kind of pick up their energy and I didn't understand it till later on. Now, yeah. I don't know. I mean, most of the time I'm pretty good at just tuning it all out. I mean, look, I do lectures. Like we were at MegaCon this year. We had rooms full wow. of like 500 people and like a, a person normally will lose their mind in there who is an empath or a psychic or something. But I, I don't know how to be honest, but I tend to shut it off unless I'm trying to use it. But every once in a while it kicks in. I mean, I yep. have places even where something on TV, all of a sudden I can feel the person's nerves where I'm sweating yep. because yeah. of them, you know, and it, sometimes it is, sometimes I can't stop it and I can feel it in places. I, I have one thing. I don't want to say it on air. I could tell you guys later. I don't want to say right. it on air just because I don't want to say anything bad about somebody specific. And uh, it, oh. it's, it, it's, you know, it was an interesting experience, but uh, yeah, it, it can. I, I feel people with that are empaths. They feel things differently a lot. Like I feel emotions and I feel energy. Um, to me, it's more like a really heavy um, kind of overwhelming you know, feeling where one of my teammates, she feels more of like an electrical shock, yeah. you know, when she, when she's feeling something. So everybody kind of feels things differently, you know, I have yours. But, uh, I have the same thing as you, man. Same thing. Heavy, you decided yeah. to a T. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> he said, Jeff sick. You could pick up on me, Bill. <laughs> uh, Jeff is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeff's good. Ask, uh, all these amazing people that you work with, with the Warren legacy foundation or paranormal, yeah. Paranormal legacy foundation. What, what is the full it's, name? It's the, the, the Warrens is the Warren legacy foundation for paranormal research. That's the, full we, we say we Warren go. legacy Warren. foundation. Yeah, okay. yeah. Warren legacy foundation. Now tell me, um, since you work with all these amazing people there, how has it been? What, what has it been like? Have you been on any type of um, investigations, worked with any of that type of stuff? What has it been like for you? Well, now I'll tell you with the Warrens, um, it's, it's great because what this is, 
is we have about, I would say around a hundred members right now that are across the entire country. So it, Chris, Chris and Lorraine formed the, the foundation before she passed away. And it was to kind of carry on their, you know, Ed and Lorraine's legacy of, of helping people and kind of having like, you know, I don't want to say the best of the best. I'm not, you know, saying, oh, I'm the greatest, but it's more of people who are experienced and, and seasoned investigators in residential cases. We have people all over the world that have every type of ability and training that pretty much whoever would need. So when we're doing a case, we could contact any one of them to come in on it and help us with something that maybe I don't know about. You know, we, yeah. we same thing on my team. I have such a diverse group of people that we can contact somebody with any type of help. And working with them is great because when I get on something that maybe I don't understand, maybe it's more of, on the pagan side or it's more of a generational curse or, or something that I don't know a lot about, we can pull in people that know about that. You know, now, as far as the cases with the warrants, I have not personally gone out to a house. We do a lot of it on Zoom now. We do. Okay. We, we talk to them. We discuss what's going on. We have four or five members of the, the team on there. Um, we go through everything with them. We try to help them help themselves because that's important. You got to teach the people how to handle their own situation. If we go in and just cleanse the house and leave, next week is going to be right back there because they haven't learned how to change their lifestyle a little bit. You know, So we'll teach them everything from cleaning up your cluttered home to changing the energy vibrations in the home, um, you know, getting the negative energy out, cleansing, saging, you know, everything like that. Um, we'll give them a lot of homework basically. And yeah. we will, it, it's not like what you see on TV. We will, it, it is a very structured, you know, process with, with, with the Warrens because we want to make sure everything's perfect. We will talk to them about, psychiatric evaluations mental you know uh checkups if it's if it's necessary yeah, yeah. nobody's gonna jump at something and be like we need to get the crew and equipment and run into their home for two days it, it, it's only if it's necessary you know um we have people that are specialists in every area so it is a huge learning experience for everybody even people that have been doing this as long as i have you learn something yeah. every day from everybody on there you know, and it's, it's great to know. And it helps when you have to go to people's homes, you know, like yeah. with my team, we do the thing on zoom too, but we do go to people's homes, you know, um, yeah. probably a little more often than the Warrens, but it, it's, it's just, it's been a great experience. And the, the people on there are really, I would say the best of the best. I know people like to say there's no experts in this. That's another controversial subject. Well, like, like, well, 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 I see. Here's the thing. I agree with that, that, that statement though. See there, I don't believe there's any experts, but I believe there is seasoned people that have more knowledge than some people. And I believe I, that that is different. I think that's a different aspect where I would say expert. I would say nobody truly knows any answers to anything really about right. this field. I mean, cause we don't know until well, we die, but I know what you mean though. What I tell them is I do say that there are people I have worked with that have trained me from 30, 40 years ago, almost that I would call an expert myself. And the reason oh, yeah. I say that is because everybody gets hung up on the word expert and an expert really is just a person who has an authoritative knowledge in a, in a specific subject. So yeah. like a doctor is an expert, but he doesn't know everything. He's got to send you to a specialist, you know? So it's kind of like the same thing, how I look at it, you know? Um, and so, so not total knowledge and just a lot of knowledge in that 
Nobody has that like total. The way you put that. Yeah. The way you put that though was perfect because I never thought of it that way. Like expert and then specialist. Like I never, cause in, you know, the, in the mainstream mind, it's like an expert is an ex expert. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah you I can like label everybody. You can label them as in the, how much knowledge they actually have. But like I say, as, as far as total and utter knowledge, it, you know, to me that there, there's more each day. So. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know, again, it's the word, you know, everybody assumes like people like, like doctors and stuff are experts, you know, and, and they are, they're experts in their field of the subject they know. Mm. But like, I went to the doctor and I have this, this issue with my finger and, uh, you know, and, and they said they know what it is, but they need to send me to a hand specialist to fully check out what it is because they don't have that specific expertise. It's just like, you can be somebody who's been investigating for 40 years but has never dealt with anything demonic. So they got to call in a, a, you know, a demonologist or a demonology specialist or somebody that knows a lot about that in order to check it out and see what they think, you know, cause they're not sure. So I, that's how I look at it. You know, I mean, I don't yeah. know why there's a lot of hangups on that word. Just it's, it's as bad. No, as no, I word. like the way you put it. You totally <laughs> changed. No, you totally changed my mind on that word because that, that made so much sense to me what you said. And it was so simple, but it just made a lot of sense. So I really like how you put that. Thank you. Yeah. See, I love learning stuff from people like I from the most random things. I'll learn stuff like that. But it's such a great thing to learn. You know, and that's why I love having people on the show. Like I tell them, I tell everyone all the time. It's just so amazing to meet everyone like yourself and, and to learn from you guys, yeah. whether from small or some massive, you know. Right. And when, when people ask me, like, how do I get into this? What should I do? I tell everybody the same thing. Watch shows like this. Read every book you can find. I have. I don't know if you could see it back there, but there there's books yeah. everywhere back there i i read everything because you know what even if the book is crap to be honest <laughs> yeah. there will probably be one thing in there that you go oh i never thought of that yeah. you know and it, it's it's important it is I, you know I, I have books on everything i have audio i have so many audio books i listen to that I, I i drive an hour to work every day so i i got those on i'll listen to everything because sometimes it's just something simple you need to hear that maybe changes your your mind of something you didn't think of, you know, yep. it's always good to hear from everybody and learn from everybody. I learn every day from everybody on the Warrens, even from my own team members. You know, we all learn from each other. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, Bill, I wanted to ask you, would you come on again for us? Cause there's so much more that we have to talk about. Unfortunately, we're sure. coming to the hour right now, but I would love to have you on again, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Anytime. Awesome. Hey, maybe we can get your team on next time too. Some people from your team. That would be awesome. Sure, sure. We have we'll bring, we have we'll about bring Jeff on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we we'll bring Jeff, Jeff on. on. Yeah. We, you know, if you want, we could we can work something out and get like Jeff and and other girls, Stephanie. I work with that are the the we're the management team of the foundation, and then I could yeah. probably also talk and get Chris and Joe Frankie, who worked with the Warrens for forty years. They they would gladly come on and talk. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing, and we would love that. So that would be an honor. <laughs> You just got to keep the mute button ready for him. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. We got it handy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, my, my wife knows a ton about energy and, and all that stuff. I learn a lot from her on that stuff, you know? Yeah. So it, it's love to really have her on and do that too. And she would love to come on. I mean, I love talking about energy and stuff like that. I think it's a really important part. Like I said, a basis to all this so i think it'd be really awesome to hear you know yeah. the knowledge from yeah I think, I think a lot of podcasts everybody's on just asking about ghost this ghost that ghost, and it's like getting into the actual 
specifics of it is even more interesting and, and better to learn from than just oh I was an investigation and this happened kind of you know what I mean yeah I, I love podcasts like this that you can just discuss everything because that's what needs to be out there more of this because yeah. people need to learn from it from everybody you know yeah yeah I, I, like I, I say encourage- all the time Mm. Yeah, I say all the time, this helps further others' others' uh, research as well as it does ours. You know what I mean? We can learn from a beginner. I mean, it doesn't really yeah. matter how much years of experience because you could say something to me and I could be like, wow, I, I'll discard the rest. But this one thing is just amazing what he just said, and it'll stick with me forever, you know? Like that right. expert. That's why, you, that's why we started Igor. Yeah. Yep. International group of researchers, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. That's how I came across the Warrens because I was trying to start my own network to get people because I get so many cases that are all across the country and I will yeah. not throw them to somebody that I don't know because I don't know if they just learned from watching ghost adventures and ghost hunters and now they're running into people's homes thinking everything is a ghost and I, yeah. I won't pass a client on to somebody like that unless I know who they are, you know. Yeah. Well, if you ever run anybody that needs help in Colorado, dude. I got you. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Bill, thank you so That'll much. I'll be your, your UK brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the Ghost Club over there in the UK. Well, there you are. Yeah, that's the oldest. The oldest club for um, it has like a lot of parapsychologists and everything on it. Oh, see, we there's so much. Get me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That see? is awesome. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, hey, Bill, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's been an honor. And we will set up, I'll have Robin set up another time of you um, coming sure. up. So we'll There's get you guys wife. on. We'd love to have you all on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. No, Not I a problem like anytime. I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll speak to you, Bill, uh, probably this week, coming and arrange another, okay. uh, another date for it. Sure. Absolutely. Not a problem. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right, thanks, Bill. Yes, Talk thanks. To you Thank you, Bill. Awesome, man. That was totally cool, man. I tell you what, there's so much more that we have to talk about with Bill. He's an, he's just super intelligent, super knowledgeable. Um, I love, you know, like I said, that expert thing is going to stick with me for now forever because, you know, I like how he put that, you know, like, cause normally, like I would always say, you hear me on this podcast a bunch of times, you know, no one's an expert in this field. Cause even though, you know, I died, I didn't learn anything, you know what I mean? Like, and all this stuff. So, but I totally get what he's saying. Like, you know, there's the expert word is, you know, there's a specialist, all this type of stuff. So I totally get what he was saying. That's going to stick with me forever. So that's why I love this type of stuff. Just learning from people like himself, um, Stacy, Jeff, Colleen, um, everyone, Desiree, uh, Bill's wife. Thank you Nando. So yes, everybody. Thank you guys so much for watching. We really appreciate you. Um, and we can't wait to get Bill and everybody on again, and hopefully a couple of you guys as well. Um, but, guys, anything else you guys want to input before we go? I just think uh, that, like you were saying, no, no, nobody, you know, that like in the medical field, you're not going to go to one person who's going to, diagnose diseases who's going to do head trauma who's going to do hands knees feet nobody's going to do it all so everybody's going to be like an expert in their own in their own little field but nobody's an expert for all of it so it's kind of it's kind of the same in this really yeah absolutely how about you john anything before we go 
No, I just want to say uh, it's good to be back, and uh, thanks everybody for watching. You know, the good only to have John back again. Like, the, the, the only <laughs> thing that's going to make this show stronger is your support. You know, share it with your friends. You know, tell them tell them what a good job we're doing, and let them see for themselves. So, uh, we appreciate yeah. your support. Amen. And uh, once again, we are happy. John is fully back, talking with the sources back to its original. It's awesome. Super happy to have my brother back. Um, but um, seriously, go check out Targeting with JK47. He does, John does amazing live sessions that gets some crazy spirit box replies that are absolutely awesome. Check it out on TikTok where I do some shorts for him as well. Um, but like I said, like John said, check out Talking with the Source on all social medias and podcast listening platforms. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm AJ Capasso, host of Talking with the Source. Robin from Talking with the Source and Hopper and Paranormal. Jonathan Keyworth, JK47 Paranormal. Over and out.